You're listening to The Don and Mike Show, powered by SMT Expo. Don Savela, owner and publisher of Exhibit City News and ExhibitCityNews.com, and Mike Morrison, national sales director of WS Display. The Don and Mike Show, a weekly podcast focused on trade show, event, and experiential marketing industries in today's world. And now, from our studios just outside of Atlanta, here is Don and Mike. Dress your next event for success with SMT Expo Systems. From disposable trash receptacles and table skirts in a variety of colors to vinyl tabletops in all sizes, SMT Expo Systems has the solutions for your exhibit needs. Offering direct from manufacturer pricing enables us to pass through significant cost savings to our clients. Visit smtexpo.com to see how we have you covered. Coming from Louisville, Kentucky, it's the Don and Mike Show for December 16th, 2022. Mike Morrison, National Sales Director for WS Display, sitting in Neighborhood Services Restaurant in the uh, first floor of the Omni Hotel in Louisville, downtown, right across the street from the Kentucky Convention Center where Expo Expo is going on this week for IAEE. We also had ESCA Winter Awards Ceremonies here. And uh, sitting across the table from me right now is Don Savela, the owner and publisher of Exhibit City News and ExhibitCityNews.com. So we're halfway through the week, Don. Uh, we're recording now a little earlier because you're headed back to Vegas a little later today. And uh, from what I've seen um, and experienced myself, uh, it's been a good day. Crowds are good. The, the vibe is, is very strong. Everybody I've talked to is very bullish on what's happening with Expo Expo this week. Uh, tell me about your experiences so far. Hey, Mike, you couldn't have hit it any better. Uh, you know, Louisville's a great place. Uh, Expo Expo opens up today, uh, today and tomorrow. I, I walked the show floor yesterday, so a lot of familiar exhibits and some new ones. So it'll be nice to check that out later today. All the big wigs from the industry are here commiserating. Uh, I guess everyone had a great time at the, what's that track called? Uh, Exib- uh, education track. Uh, you no, know, I mean the, the horse track. <laughs> oh, the Churchill Downs Kentucky Derby. Yeah, they were all there last night for a big toga party. Oh, excuse me, not a toga party, just a regular party. But it was a lot of fun, everyone says. And um, we're still seeing some people uh, dribbling in, so it must have been a late one for a lot of people. Yeah, I think it was until 10 o'clock. Uh, you and I had dinner with uh, an Exhibit City News client last night who was gracious enough to carry us out, Scott Wilson from Employco. Uh, no stranger to the Don and Mike show. Uh, I know Rob and Griffin were here for the ESCO Winter Award Ceremonies, and uh, I guess they bugged out a little early and went back to Chicago. But, uh, you know, uh, everybody's busy. You know, that's that's the key word. That's what we're hearing right now, ending 2022. Of course, at the end of the year, it's all about associational events. You know, ESCO Winter Awards. We just finished EDPA Access a couple of weeks ago in San Antonio. Expo Expo will wrap up this week two weeks off for Christmas, and then it's Surf Expo CES, and then a lot of focus actually on Euroshop that's coming up uh, in the end of February. So, uh, and, and then just business in general. Everybody I'm talking to, because I always tend to ask that question, you know, what does your 2023 initial start of the year look like? And they're saying a little more normal, but very busy. And in some cases, some people have said, you know what, I'm not taking any new business till summer of 23. So that's kind of crazy, right? 
It, it certainly is. These are still uh, mixed times, changing times. Um, it's good to see a lot of prosperity uh, around. It's sort of shaky, though, with uh, so many new things going on and, and still so many unpredictable things, especially pertaining to uh, staffing issues, no matter what level you're at or no matter what job you're doing. It's like everyone is short or shaky. Uh, some people without the experience uh, needed uh, to replace these seasoned veterans on all levels that have left. But one other thing, Mike, we're going to be back here in, um, in uh, the land of green pastures and horses and banjos in less than five months for um, Exhibitor Live. Yeah, this is kind of, I know what you, you said earlier, it's kind of like a dry run uh, for that. And I have seen a lot of things to take note, note to self about, you know, how to orchestrate that. This, this is crazy down here. It's a very, I don't know how you describe it. It's like a, a, a minor league vibe. Uh, compared to like a Vegas Strip or to uh, Orlando's I Drive or some of the big tier one cities and what they do in downtown or near their convention center, um, this is kind of a. But there's still a lot to do, and I think uh, that show should should fare very well uh, in this environment with all the options. And of course, it'll be a little warmer. That will be nice uh, at the uh, end of April as opposed to what we're experiencing now because it's a little chilly outside. Yeah, it is. About the same temperature as high and low as Vegas yesterday, which I was surprised. But uh, I'm going to enjoy coming back out here in April for Exhibitor Live. Uh, there's a lot to do around here. And uh, I tell you what, there are so many different hotel options. Here we are at the Omni, one of the nicest places around here. But there's so many historic hotels and then all the chains. And they're all within four or five minute walk, or ten minute walk at, at the most from the convention center. Yeah, it just seems like with these cold temperatures, though, a 10-minute walk turns into the feel of a 30-minute walk pretty quick. You get winded really, really fast. Um, and, and, you know, one of the reasons I think, I know Mark Johnson has shared this a couple of times in presentations he's done. Uh, other people have mentioned it. And the two words that keep coming up are cost containment. You know, if, if you're trying to watch your budget for 23 at the same time be busy uh, with the recessionary and inflationary aspects of what's going on. Uh, I think Louisville offers that, and uh, they offer it in a way that uh, it's very uh, advantageous to our industry. The, the downtown Kentucky Convention Center is five minutes away from the airport. Easy in, easy out. Uh, very conducive for flights on this side of the United States. So I know the jury's still out for Louisville as far as how the shows, how the, uh, the, con the conference for Exhibitor Live will be. Uh, but cost containment, a lot of advantageous uh, travel to get in. There, there's some bullet points that are strong, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens in April. You know, I tell you what, the people are so friendly here, starting right when I landed at the airport. Things are so modestly priced from food to anything. I mean, I like exploring these mid-markets, and I, I hope we do more of it and hope other uh, industry uh, groups and associations uh, look to things other than Las Vegas and uh, Orlando. So breakfast is here on the table, so we're going to take a quick time out and do our little due diligence on destroying this uh, Louisville-based breakfast. And then uh, we'll take a, a quick break and have Michael McMahon from Hill & Partners, who we recorded uh, just recently in San Antonio for EDPA Access and the winner of the 2022 Ambassador of the Year Award. So he and I had a chat uh, right after the gala's completion. And uh, we'll have that interview coming up next year on the Don and Mike Show. And then we'll come back and wrap things up here from Louisville after this. YourEventAudio.com provides closed-circuit audio turnkey solutions for all live events, outdoor concerts, festivals, 
private radio remote broadcasts, language translations, speaker extension, and much more. With the new COVID-19 normal in place, YourEventAudio.com can help with your event. Go to the website, YourEventAudio.com, and see the videos of previous applications and let us start helping with your event tomorrow at YourEventAudio.com. Back on the Don and Mike show and uh, wrapping things up here at EDPA Access. And my uh, guest right now is the winner of the 2022 Ambassador of the Year Award, and that would be Michael McMahon from Hill and Partners in Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Sir, congratulations. It's well-deserved. And uh, just uh, it's, uh, it's been an awesome time here this, uh, this week so far here at La Cantera. And that uh, award just kind of sets things off. Yeah, thank you for having me here. This, yeah, it's pretty overwhelming for me, actually. You know, the people in this room are the people that I, I would want most to impress in this life because I know their stories. I know the work they do with their staffs. I know, I know how dedicated they are to the profession. And you look around the room and you just want to be part of that crowd. You want to be one of the people that do that kind of work and um, I just I've taken a lot of inspiration from the membership at the EDPA well you're no stranger to the podcast you've been on before and you've talked about the the uh, the national chapter or the national organization and 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 uh, everything that's going on in our industry it's been kind of a crazy couple of years obviously um you know, it was there was pre-COVID, there's COVID, there's now post-COVID, and whatever the hell's going to happen in 23, um, we're all kind of hanging in there with our fingers crossed and still murky-looking um, eight-ball fortune-telling devices and crystal balls. But uh, basically, the trend looks real good. Let's go there. What's your take so far uh, as we get ready to enter first quarter of 23? Um, I think the trend's been wonderful. I mean, this was our... This was our most successful year in the history of my company, um, actually the most profitable year in the history of our company. I think a lot of that has to do with this intense attention to detail that was required uh, during recovery. And I've talked to a lot of members. Um, they're in the same position. So super optimistic for the future. Um, certainly, there are things that we all are going to, there are dragons we have to slay. There's a lot of stuff on the horizon that could affect our expectations, but I kind of feel like self-esteem comes from achievement and we're in a room full of people that have achieved some amazing things, you know, zero to hero in a lot of cases. And you know what? They brought a lot of their people along with them. Um, and it's, it's just wonderful to be part of that community. And the energy this year is palpable people with their eyes up nobody's holding the phone looking in their phone they're looking at each other they're engaged in conversation and i think this is going to roll strong well into 2023 yeah it seemed like the trends and the projections were pretty much 23 would be the beginning of the comeback in a major way i think we i've, I've always referred to it as crawl walk run and we've had a year of semi-walking and uh, really good results, as you said, uh, record results for your case. Our our company at WS had the same thing, and we're hearing. I'm hearing that across the board with clients and prospective clients that I talk to. Um, 24 was projected to be the comeback, where it was really truly um, 
the the comeback year. And I think we might, uh, because of, of the situations that happened this year in 22, that 23 might be a little early indicator of uh, reaching it before 24, if that makes sense. All right. I think it totally makes sense. And then, you know, the interesting thing here is when you come off this sort of recovery, um, everybody's going to celebrate this year. Most of the people I know in this industry are going to celebrate this year. But we're quickly going to re- return to this conversation about our future workforce and developing people. Um, what we did is we we did we we were successfully completing projects this year with the un I, I guess the unending support of our highest achieving members of our team. And my biggest concern is how do we acknowledge that contribution? How do we support those people going forward? How do we add to our teams in a way that our highest performers, you know, these are strivers, get a little breathing room. And, and that's going to be the challenge, which is interesting because it dovetails really well with our efforts and energy around future leaders and future workforce in the EDPA. And you can tell by the room they're behind it. They're interested in it. Everybody wants to talk to me about the work that these amazing committee chairs are doing. So it's a good sign. You let's go that direction. Um, you and I, before coming to San Antonio, actually uh, chatted back and forth about talking about future leaders. You know, we are in the middle of a crisis with labor for whatever reason. Uh, we're not going to get into the political side of why it is a cultural thing, why it is, but there seems to be a problem uh, that we face. Uh, I know my company does. Um, and you have to look at alternative methods in order to generate your, your manufacturing needs or whatever it is, building exhibits in your case. Um, and future workers and leaders, now that's a, you can differentiate that because there's a future leaders and there's a future workers. Let's talk a little bit about that and what's going on uh, currently with that. Well, so, so when this fell in, so I'm on the executive committee of the EDPA, and when this fell in my blue box, it's our responsibility as a member of the executive team, um, future workforce and future future lead leaders. There's, they're inextricably tied, right? Because there'll be a pool of people that we enroll in what we do over the next several years, and there's they're going to need leadership, right? So really, the stars within that class are those classes of folks that are joining the industry. They're going to be the future leaders of the organization. So. How do you support and share insights as a leader, as a business owner, as, you know, as the number one salesperson in your company, whatever it may be for those folks that have been here a while, how we share with that with the people that are sort of shining and standing out is very, very critical uh, in, on their path to being the kind of leaders that will see their people and really be stewards of their career. Now, the future workforce part of this whole thing is, we have just made a contract with our membership that we are going to walk alongside them and try to accelerate the communication between uh, the members who, who are from all over the country and all over the world. I don't want to say, because I'm, you know, I'm not a person who really loves the idea of best practices because I think it gets lost. It's a little more how-to. Um, we want to take the jewels of training, of onboarding, of uh, acquisition for new talent and we want peop- our members to share them with us, and then we're going to share them out to other members and see if we can el- accelerate this, this recovery, this human capital recovery that's so, so critical. And yes, there are a lot of challenges. You know, how motivated is the future workforce? What are their sensibilities? What do they focus on? Um, but this is an industry, this is a problem or a challenge that I, you know, I know these people. This is something we can solve. We can solve it together. Better, I think, 
better than the Fortune 500, the Fortune 100 companies. There's 28 million small businesses in America. 8 million of them have employees. We are the innovators in the work, you know, in the business world. The, the small companies are the ones that achieve the unthinkable. So I, I'm really excited about the future. I'm super excited about the engagement at, at EDPA around future workforce and future leaders. And then we, you know, we just recognize 15 of them, 15 future leaders. And I look up there and I'm almost emotional looking to these young people going, man, how lucky are they that they're coming into this industry and they're being celebrated. You and I were not celebrated. Right? Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. We worked our butts off. I was tolerated. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. And so does that mean we won't have high expectations for these people? They're not going to get away easy, right? But they'll be better, stronger, faster. They'll be smarter than us, better at the work than we were. They're, you know, they're digital natives. They understand this, the new, the new world, the new economy. But what they can learn from us is wisdom. You cannot Google wisdom, right? So there's people like you and I in the room. And occasionally, if we can attract their attention long enough to say, look, there's a little bit we've learned, uh, we'd like to share it. Do you see you and I and, and our age, you know, I'll, uh, let's see, this, this airs 7, 16th of December. I'll already be 60 years old. Um, I'm not a millennial, obviously, and I don't have the skill set that the millennials have, tech, technology-based and everything else in the uh, culture. Um, do they come to us a little bit? Do we go to them a little bit? Do we meet in the middle and try and get better together? What's the answer? Because I can see some push and pull there already in society. I'm sure future leaders and workers are, are, are not exempt from that. Uh, I think, you know, I think this is you're you're talking about the question of the day. We're learning about we're look, learning about generations they're being categorized, a sweeping categorizations. I, my personal feeling is, is find the right people. And I don't think you should manage them based on their age. I really don't. I think, you know, there's a shortcoming to that. Now, yes, we have to understand the environment that they've come up in. But um, I think everyone will agree in a dialogue that if you enable people, if they don't overcome obstacles in, li- in their lives, then um, they're going to be relatively weak. So we have to find a way to move and inspire new people in the industry to, to embrace the lessons they're learning and, you know, kind of avoid the cliche. Like, you know, when I look over at you, I'm like, well, there's another guy my age. We're a couple of white guys. There's a lot of dialogue about that. But... Um, I just see you as a lifelong professional that has literally been through an awful lot and you have a, and you have a lot to share. And I think what I've noticed with the future leaders, well, actually future workforce, these young people that are in the industry that I've talked to, I am connecting with them. I can see them. I, I've asked them for permission to speak freely and they've said, okay. And then I tell them what I think. It's, and I, it's not judgmental. It's just, you know, this is, the, this is how I see the world and I understand you see it. Um, through a different lens, but I know that they cross. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I want to ask this question. As an EDPA member company uh, and the ones who are listening to the show, what can they do to help in this cause for future leaders and future workers through EDPA? Or if you already had started having these conversations with the companies and 
you know, is there some kind of a, a regiment that uh, is going on, or is it just you know f- uh, f- fly by the cuff and just uh, just try to get on their level? What what what's 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 the plan? I guess is the question going forward. Uh, get on whose level? Really quick, sorry. Uh, get, as far as uh, companies and these future workers as they come together, what what um, do we do see uh, to get on the same level of, of agreement and how to move forward? Because at the end of the day, let me just cut to the freaking chase, okay? <laughs> let, at the end of the day, you've got to show up and you've got to freaking work hours that is not nine to five. You're going to work holidays. You're going to sacrifice. You're going to bust your can and and just just be real with these people. Like you just said, you have to be real with them. So that's never going to change. Even in a millennial world, I'm not knocking millennials. You know, I got two of them. I, yeah. I bred them and then I, <laughs> I deal with it. I know what it is. They're smart. They're savvy. They have the ability. Will they make the sacrifice is my question. Okay, so that's a great question. And, and what I'd like to say is, I, you know, I'm a father of two, a 24-year-old and a 26-year-old. And um, I am part of that enabling culture, right? Uh, you know, I did, I, did break, I did lower some walls, barriers right. for my children. But this is what, I ha- what I've had success with, with people that I've talked to, um, young people in our organization, is if you do the time, and we're not used to doing the time, if you do the time and introduce them to accountability in steps because you and I learned accountability through failure. Right. They, they need to be introduced to accountability and they haven't been taught that accountability isn't a judgment on who they are as a person. It's a judgment on their behavior. Right. Right. And, and you know, it sounds like candy coating initially, but really what it is, is we just need more regular uh conversation and communication and by the way we need to call them out when they when they aren't listening to what's being said they're deciding what they're hearing which a lot a lot of young people do so as a parent I've learned this and you know I have a great adult relationship with both my children Uh, they understand accountability they shake me off a little bit but we have established the fact that there's things I know that they don't know and I'm I'm wanting for them and I and I want to be a steward for their process I take the same approach in my office and I think companies the lesson to learn here is our way where hey you're coming on just follow me watch me I'll let you know and you think you're gonna have sort of this apprenticeship relationship and they're gonna be looking to you to learn Uh, no they aren't they have so many other outlets to learn they think they know better they they live in a world where you hack everything where you compress everything and that's how they approach it. It's not their fault. It's the world they live in. So they need someone alongside saying, you know what? Stay with me for this. Just experience this. You know, we're not in a race here. Because, by the way, we know once they know all this stuff, it's a race. It's a competition. It's long hours. Does that make sense? I mean, it's just a world according to me a little bit. It's a great discussion with Michael McMahon, once again, the winner of the 2022 Ambassador of the Year. He wins this award because of the the vast amount of volunteer work that he does to be an ambassador for EDPA, the Experiential Designers and Producers Association. It was well-deserved. It was kind of a shock, I thought, 
that Chris Griffin won the Hazel Hayes Award. He's not much. He's younger than me, and he's got the Hazel Hayes Award. I went. I thought that was for like the decrepit guys or women, or you know, I shouldn't say decrepit women. I'll get shot for that one, but because uh, he's not old at all. But uh, yeah, two well-deserved awards tonight. And uh, as I mentioned before, it's a tradition to have the winner on the Don and Mike show. I'm glad we were able to have a discussion about future leaders. I look forward to helping however I can and uh, our future podcast will. Um, obviously, we've got some news coming um, from our standpoint. And uh, I'm not sure at this point if we've already announced it or not since we're recording early. But uh, we'll save that for another time. Michael, thank you very much for talking with us as always. No stranger to the Don and Mike show. And congratulations. Uh, thank you, Mike. And I do want to say to you, thank you for all that you have done for our industry. You've really given us a voice. You've given an op- us an opportunity to contemplate what we're doing, connect, listen, hear, learn, and it is much, much appreciated. It's, uh, it's a passion. Um, you know, a lot of people knew I was in broadcasting before coming into the industry uh, 21 years ago, and um, it gave me an opportunity, and uh, yeah, I appreciate the, the, uh, the, 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 that acknowledgement, because uh, sometimes you, you don't get it, all you do here is the negative stuff sometimes, <laughs> and, you, and, you, and we all hear the negative yeah. stuff sometimes, yeah. that's part of the yeah. game, yeah. and uh, you know, I don't remember or not on this past show, I got busted for a Thanksgiving poll question that uh, someone called ish because uh, it was a joke and I was like you 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 took a poll question way too seriously but that's kind of the culture we live in that's a story for another day Mike I'll let you go to the after party and thank you sir for being with us on the Don and Mike show thank you we'll be right back after this do you need something new fresh and exciting to drive attention at your event SMT Expo Systems is bringing you the one-of-a-kind toolless fabric booth system Customize it with brandable logos or images and sell it as sponsorship opportunities. Use it to create a zone on the show floor and more. Connect with us today at smtexpo.com to get more information and ideas. You're listening to The Don and Mike Show. Hey, welcome back to The Don and Mike Show. Don Savelli here. Mike, great info, like always. And I tell you, Mike McMahon deserves that award, the Ambassador Award. I, I got that award around 10 years ago, and everyone that's ever gotten that, it's been pretty much well-deserved. And with his work on the future workforce for our industry and other initiatives, couldn't have went to a better person. I enjoy having those conversations with Chris Griffin, with Michael McMahon. Uh, they're members of the board that I tend to sync up with, for lack of better words, pretty easily and have the talks um, you know, here at Expo Expo, uh, and, and I'll go ahead and just kind of lead into this. I wasn't going to say anything prior to now, and I won't let the entire cat out of the bag. But uh, I, I did uh, ten podcast interviews yesterday with a lot of industry individuals that IAE has set up. One of those interviews was with Tommy Goodwin. And, you know, there's just some people like, and I throw Tommy in that mix with uh, David Dubois, Dasher Lowe, uh, Jim Worm, um, uh, Mitt and Larry Arnaday, Julie Keggy, all of those associational people, uh, ECA, of course. They're, they're just easy to talk to. Um, it will, down the line, maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll tell you a little bit about the future uh, of the podcasts. But uh, we won't do it this week. We'll hold you in suspense of what's coming up. Um, 
but uh, it's it's been a good week in Louisville uh, to sum it up. I, I concur on that, Mike. Uh, Louisville is a winner in my book, even though it's raining today. It's uh, still zippity doo dah, zippity a. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Is this front that came up from Mexico, I guess, into Canada or something, and it's like wiping out middle United States. Like uh, Texas had some tornadoes and some really weird stuff happened this week. Uh, so if everybody was anybody was affected by that, you know, we hope everything turned out okay. And uh, we're going to wind things up from here in Louisville and uh, head back to our respective homes. Enjoy a Christmas break. Uh, I think everybody is looking forward to that. And then we kick off 23. Uh, next week, we'll have interviews, uh, our final interview from EDPA Access, which was with Jeannie Swan, uh, Janine Swan, rather, and uh, Noel Webster. We did a little combo attack there to, to wrap things up. They talked about a lot of things. Uh, we also have Danica Tormolin coming on to talk with the Pennsylvania Convention Center about some late breaking news from there. So uh, hang out for that. It comes up next Friday, but this Friday is in the books, and uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, with a, a horse race from here at the Omni over to the Kentucky Convention Center, which uh, it's either that or drinking bourbon on the way, <laughs> which is what this town is known for from the Don and Mike show. He's Don and Mike. Thanks for listening. As always, powered by SMT Expo.